0: In August 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters, and she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified? This show is about the search for that essence. This is Still Interested for curio.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Still Interested, our TV and Film reboot and remake podcast for Curio. I am, as always, your New Year's Eve party boy, Ben McAllister.
2: And I'm your new year new me, Jackson Newsom. And joining us today is a special guest...
0: Regular me, Harry Goodlett. Hey, there hey, he, he is! is. Fresh, little,
2: boy. Uh, fresh little uh, leading as well. Yeah, and oh boy, this has been a little bit of a uh, change
1: of pace for us, because we recorded that, like, Child Heston, Planet of the Apes, 1960. 1968 movie, or what like a month ago and Then we had our Christmas special recorder Which you've no doubt heard by this point have A Gravy Day miracle <laughs> uh, And now we're moving back in, of course To the movie that we've just watched All of us together The 2001 Tim Burton Planet of the Apes and uh, what a film it was. What a film <laughs> wow. indeed. Something like, what, th- I guess 33 years after the original. They decided that this franchise was ripe for remaking. You know what, I think I agree. Okay. I'm pretty sure I, it was ripe for remaking. I don't think they necessarily did it great. Job, yeah. but I think there was something there, you know,
2: something they could have done. We I can't mean, knock the ambition. No, no that's true. That's exactly, true.
1: the impetus to
2: remake it is valid. And I mean, you know, like had the whole prequel trilogy that has uh, just wrapped up the last couple of years. So you know, which, uh... there's a lot of heat there. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Tim, can... Tim Burton had a real a real banger on his hands. He just mm. didn't didn't know how to didn't mm. know how to shape it. He really thumbed it in. <laughs> he just used
3: Mark Wahlberg instead of James Franco. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> and same, he paid same, dearly same, I think. Same, same movie, different actors. Make, you know? Okay so like the,
1: I don't know we'll, we'll get to this when we we'll do the next one have you seen any of the like new James Franco Planet of the Earth films Harry
0: I've seen the first one and I right. think I've seen part of the second one as well
1: right right, right. yeah well, well we'll get into that a bit later but like can you imagine this movie with James Franco it just wouldn't work.
2: Not that it works great.
1: But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves here.
2: <laughs> yeah, first up, I say, right on in it with the invasive music cues. Oh, yeah,
1: dude. The Elf. Danny yeah. Elfman up in this mm. piece, making those tunes, doing how he does. You know how we do. Everybody yep. knows. Danny Everybody Elfman. knows the Elf. <laughs> bringing it all together.
2: Busting hey. through that all-star cast.
1: It's actually just occurred to me. Danny Elfman mm. writes music for The Simpsons. So he probably wrote the, like, parody Planet of the Apes musical that they use in that wow, episode of The Simpsons man. that we put in at the end of the last episode. And then he's writing the actual music <laughs> for Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it was all tongue-in-cheek, surely. Yeah,
0: like, he knew when he was writing the score for this. Taking the surely.
1: All-star cast. Fucking Helena Bonham Carter.
0: <laughs> Tim Roth.
1: Paul Giamatti. Chris Christopherson. Mark Wahlberg. Directed by Tim Burton. It's 2001.
2: All the stars are coming
0: out. Everybody. To everybody. <laughs>
2: Well, one thing I have to note is that like we have this like very long like intro sequence essentially it's so a lot fun. of credits. It's like a fucking video game loading sequence like that. That's like it's, it's, it's like Skyrim or something like that mm-hmm. where you're kind of like you're panning in on this one weird object and it's kind of like spiraling around. You're like, what's that? And you jump to something else. Yeah. And you're kind of like, whoa, what is this mythological world we're being in, like invited into? And, yeah, yeah. So they're hitting one point of remakeability really early with the invasive music cues, but they are
1: thoroughly missing another one, which is getting moving quickly. <laughs> Which is something that the original movie does. It just, like, opens, it's Charm Heston, then they crash, and, like, we're straight into it. This movie, oh boy, it takes its time getting getting moving a little bit here. Uh, so, yeah, these long-ass credits. But the way they end with that shot of the stars in space is so Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you were totally expecting yeah. that, like... Yeah. I mean, I shot
2: of sh- 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 like, like, like the stars in space, and also a pair of ape eyes over yeah, the, the face guy. <laughs> <Like, laughs> not not very Star Wars there, but, like, <laughs> I-, I see your point. But they did the pan down as yeah, well. That's true, that's like true. Like, shot of Star yeah,
1: Wars and then true. the pan yeah. down, and I was just getting Star Wars vibes it, so hard. It um. reminded
0: me of uh, an episode featured on Still Interested previously, oh. mm. Uh of the Jurassic World intro, where you have the, <laughs> like... Um, the dinosaur eye and the egg. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that classic like, ooh, did you see that coming? Yeah. yeah like, All you never right. would have thought of that happening. Yeah, exactly. And there are a few of those moments yeah. in this film where uh, Tim Burton really flexed on the audience yeah. and was like, you didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah. The uh-huh.
1: whole last 30 minutes you might say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Jesus. So straight away, we've got a monkey flying a spaceship <laughs> and let's be honest, doing an awful job. No, really bad. <laughs> He's just hitting buttons at random. He starts freaking out like this spaceship Spaceship is plummeting down to the planet, and he's just
2: screaming and
1: flailing his arms. But it's okay, because it's just a simulation. And here's our boy Marky Mark Wahlberg coming in. Playing Leo Davidson. Captain Leo Davidson. (laughs) With the US naval... Something. Air Air Force, Air Force, Force War, Of course, yeah. No, that's interesting actually because in a lot of sci-fi, they always imply that it's like the navy who's responsible for space. Sure, yeah. marines like, are very yeah. like
0: prominently featured in a lot of sci-fi stuff. Exactly,
1: they're like space marines, but they'll be like you know naval officers <laughs> and stuff. Space marines, yeah. Fucking Warhammer forty k. Oh, dude, nice. <laughs> yeah,
3: games
1: nice. workshop.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, it becomes apparent as we're like moving through here that like uh, Leah Davidson worked in some sort of ape kindergarten in space. <laughs> Where, like, Let's him do. and these, like, top researchers and pilots and shit just train apes to, yeah. like, do human things. But they're not
1: regular apes. They're gene-spliced, mm. super-intelligent apes floating, like, in around Saturn, I guess, in some space station orbiting Saturn, mm. like, <laughs>
0: working on apes. If they're super-intelligent, can I just ask, the whole, like, okay, they've put them in simulations to in <laughs> spacecraft and all that sort of thing, why was there that shot of that monkey painting... <laughs> just complete nonsense I know that's like that, that's the what the fuck were they monkey? trying to yeah. teach that monkey <laughs> yeah. like what know, was he... that, how was that going to practically help him in the field yeah <laughs> like they'll like yeah, just fucking splash on this paper yeah.
2: yeah I mean maybe it's like funding for the organisation right like if you find yeah, so true. True. If, you, if, you, if you found like an 8 Picasso like who wouldn't buy a painting for it's the like, the like a state they're government saying. grant for yeah. arts like they're
0: really trying to promote They're <laughs> really um, broad, do broad do you think that's how they got the funding yeah
1: like they got all this arts funding and used it to train space monkeys that's it Anyway, <laughs> Pericles, Mark Wahlberg's ape, Leo is ape, super relatable, he's pricking out and then
0: Mark's like, calm down, you don't get your treat, and oh, he stops immediately. You cheeky boy. What a relatable boy. <laughs> anyway. It's how we know Mark Wahlberg has a heart of gold, I think. Well, it it actually,
1: I I had a point about this a bit later in terms of like, why do we spend so much time with these fucking apes (laughs) at the start of the movie? But it is like the emotional heart of the film. Like, you can just imagine that, like, someone, like, some producer was like, why don't you cut, like, the opening 10 minutes and just go straight (laughs) into Mark Wahlberg landing on the planet? And you've got fucking some dude there, like, you can't cut the ape
3: scenes. They're the heart
0: of the movie. He was probably like, Mark Wahlberg is so uniquely
2: unlikable and dry (laughs) for the next 120 (laughs) minutes.
0: We need him to like the apes. First,
2: yeah, we then have an interruption in our film where uh, Marky Mark <laughs> is pulled away from his ape kindergarten. There's some exposition about the apes and like what's like the gene splicing going on. Mm. Uh, but he's got a postcard, and a so video uh, postcard. <laughs> our boy Leah Hampson goes to this uh, high tech video postcard, of
0: which is informed by a man who just comes in and says, You've got a postcard.
2: <laughs> like, well, that was great, what a natural segue. <laughs> It is the most generic O-1 party of all time. <laughs> I've
1: written down, I've written this is so 2001, it hurts. It's, it's like, painful. That was so good. diverse group of fun yeah. friends hanging out being like, oh, when are you going to make that kind uh, of commitment, Mark? Yeah. I just got engaged to my
2: girlfriend. One guy's like, man, we're coming back. Hopefully not too soon. I'm enjoying that apartment. Like, <laughs> uh, just like, alright dude, like Yeah, cool. some
1: really played out, fucking watered down banter between friends. <laughs> it's. Uh, I gotta say though, the, the big guy who, who's like, oh, "When are you gonna make that kind of commitment?" He provides so much vibrancy to this scene. Yeah, he gets he gets my first MVP nom, and I kind of mm. didn't decide to give it to
2: him until towards the end of the movie because spoiler alert,
1: this movie is starved for valuable players. It hurt so- me, like
2: literally, like so many of mine kind of like. I guess, on the balance of things, like going back, <laughs> I guess they maybe earn one. Yeah, but yeah. There's an
1: electromagnetic storm coming in, oh. and the ship is receiving every communication from Earth from all including
3: time, including Hitler, yeah.
2: which really stood out to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, that was a strange choice. If you had to pick any clip from all time, you'd be like, well, Hitler, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's sure. That's the one you have to make sense. Minutes. I mean, it
1: kind of does, right? In terms of, like, we've only had, like, digital broadcast technology at this point, yeah. it's 2029 20, in this movie, for, like... Less than a hundred years, and if you're going to be like major events in human broadcast history, here's well, Hitler Hitler. Probably yeah. one of those was quite startling
0: <laughs> because it was like. He views this video transmission <laughs> yeah. somehow given to him by this wormhole, and it's like Hitler. Whoa! Yeah, like, yeah. Dammit! Races through everything else. That's crazy. Kind of on Hitler a little bit too. Yeah, long, that's right. Right. I think that's another frame on him more it's, than And it's, it's funny,
2: too. as you said, because like my first title pitch was, "I'm getting every electronic <laughs> communication from Earth from all time, <laughs> from, from all." Which is just how does like, he know that? Exactly. <laughs> like he just looked at it and he's like, "Well, that's that's all the time." Yeah. Like I,
0: I can just tell. That's <laughs> the fullness of Earth's
2: <laughs> communication. He's very good.
0: Of receiving information and forming a judgment about
2: that you immediately. I stage, <laughs> very quick. Speaking about making rash judgments on things <laughs> in a second, they see this like essentially like electrical storm slash wormhole type thing, and they're like, "Well, like Marky Mark's there, being like, you need a pilot? Let me go go down there, check it out.'" And our commanding officer's just like, "No, let's jettison an ape into their <laughs> That's extent. just so much. Like, surely, 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 Marky Mark's like, "Look." Pericles I was with him this morning like he (laughs) fucked up every time you want to launch him into this electric cloud that's so true he literally literally
0: just failed the simulation I've
2: got a
1: bigger question here which is why do they need to send a monkey at all why do they send anybody why can't they just remote pilot these ships or like send a drone or something we already
2: have that technology to send
1: unmanned probes and this is 2029 like what is the conceit of the movie that they
2: have to send a monkey in the idea being I guess that like it's too dangerous we will send a monkey and if they die (laughs) well then they die but then when it happens spoiler alert like fucking a minute later something goes wrong with Pericles and and then like Marky Mark's like we've got to go save him What's the point of the dummy monkey if, like, every time one of them's in danger, you're like, like, we shit. need a human life to save them now. Like, yeah. just cut cut out the middleman.
1: But, of course, this is a, a disparity between Mark Wahlberg and Davidson, who wanted to go save the monkey, and his commander, who doesn't get a name, who's yeah. like, nah, I don't want to risk another pod. He doesn't yeah. say a human or a monkey. He's like, nah, I don't want to risk another one of our pods. So this
2: guy, for me, straight away least yeah. valuable player yeah, not he right sucks. here LVP I hate this guy we get a quote here from uh, Leo Davidson never send a monkey oh. to do a man's job yep Which, that's gotta be a title I mean, it's. I mean it's always applicable I and think. it's true yeah, I I mean, you know, it's you know, just
1: true. If there's one thing we learned from Pericles, at the start of the movie, he's yeah, really he's incompetent. At he's, many things yeah, he, a human yeah. astronaut would be able to do. Super intelligent ape in like. <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna, all right? We're going to decide. Are we going to call him Lee Davidson or Mark Wahlberg? Mark Warburg. Okay, I, I can <laughs> mark you Mark's better Is okay. he not more
0: Mark Wahlberg than he is? That's Leo true. Davidson? That's, that's true. I don't think
1: he's ever acted actually. Surprised he <laughs> didn't, <laughs> mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> didn't whip out a Boston
0: accent when he first got
1: attacked <laughs> by an ape. <laughs> So Marky Mark gets in his pod, he's like, I gotta go get my chimp, he explicitly says those Mm. exact words, and he launches off in his pod, and these special effects, as he's flying into the EM storm, do not look good, this is that shitty era of, like, CGI, which, like, it, it holds up way worse than practical effects. Like, at the time, when you were all used to, like, old, like, 80s, 90s practical effects, and then this stuff started happening, you're like, oh, this looks so cool. Looking at it now, like, the movies we've watched that had full practical effects just look so much better than this shitty 2001 season. You know, I will
0: say, I gave a tick to this movie for the, like, space tech on the ships. Like, I think some of that stuff looked kind of fun. And didn't look the, super the, cheap agree, and the, plastic. The
2: practical stuff, I agree. Like you know, like I'll give them that I'll because I feel like I don't give them much yeah. more for the rest yeah, of this movie. got so. yeah, bone. We also get here as we're heading into the storm, uh, like a spooky video clip, like like maybe from the future or something. It very clearly looks like an old version of the commanding officer, and he just looks at it and is like, "Well, that's weird," and like, nothing's really done about it. Yeah, um, but it's very confusing. Very 2001: A Space Odyssey. and I guess, oh, dude, yeah. I'm so glad right you said that. Yes. Technically speaking, this is two thousand and one and a space odyssey, right? I yeah. wonder, like,
1: was it deliberate to make the Rift kind of
0: reminiscent of two thousand
1: and one? Mm. Considering this movie came out in two thousand and one and it's Tim Burton.
0: But does that And imp- it's a space Odyssey. It is. It also that also implies like a lot of forethought and like thematic <laughs> care went into this movie. And <laughs> I yeah. think as we go on we see that wasn't really the case. Yeah. So the ship clock counts forward hundreds of years,
1: oh no, all his instruments fry, there's all this crazy music going on, which was produced by the elf, one must assume.
2: Mm. He lands down on mean, the planet, <laughs> it would have to be, right? Like, yeah. He's credited for it. I don't think anyone else was making it. <laughs> it was the monkeys, they had them work yeah. on it. He crash lands
1: on the planet, and at this point I've noted down, man, this movie is just going so much slower than Alrighty, the 1968 yeah. John Heston movie. Anyway, they actually make up some of that time pretty quickly, because... They landed in a lush green forest, which is different to the desert that they landed in the original movie. And he immediately meets some Jumanji-looking motherfuckers. This fucking—I think you called him a
0: cut-rate Kurt Russell. Hey, for yeah, me, he, for he's me, su- Chris Christopherson. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> for me, he was the Jeff Bridges-looking motherfucker. Yeah, this young blonde lady and they're running through the forest because they're being chased by apes immediately. Yeah, so apes immediately descend and attack. And they get
0: caught immediately. Yeah, so that's what was bizarre.
1: We've made up like 20 minutes of the time that we yeah. lost because in the original movie there's like 20 minutes where you've got fucking John Heston what's his name? Gregory Taylor? Something and, like that? And Captain Landon. Taylor. Yeah. You're just, you're yeah. Like Taylor
2: landed in someone It doesn't else, matter. Yeah. And they're just
1: hiking through a big desert, like ruminating on the yeah. human condition for 20 minutes. We get none <laughs> of that. And so we're straight into the apes, catch them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I take back what I said before about the moving story, because yeah.
2: we're back on pace, baby.
1: We're just cutting things left by the set.
2: You'd be forgiven for feeling briefly optimistic here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. At this point, I was like, hey, yeah," because I thought the set looked really cool, like that yeah. jungle world yeah. and I was And nice. like, I was like, it feels a bit tacky, but, you know, maybe it's just age a little bit. And I was like, kind of yeah. intrigued to see yeah. what this, you know, like sci-fi thriller was going to be. Yeah. I didn't
1: want to to this quite yet, but it seems like an appropriate time to throw it out, given the conversation. This movie is about as long as the original movie. It, like, there's not an original plot beat in it. Like, everything in it is from the original movie, but they've also cut stuff. So, like, they've yeah. added filler they content.
2: Yeah, exactly. All, all the stuff leading up to the big battle at the end. At the end of this sort of, like, attack sort of thing, all the humans are being rounded up. And then we get <laughs> get uh, another one of my title pictures. Take your stinking hand off me, you damn dirty human. Yeah. Because wow. you got to do it, right? Like, you just got to... <laughs> that's that's awful right before that
1: happened though we get a big panorama of the monkey army approaching which for me is until a little bit later it's the closest thing we get to like the classic <laughs> yeah, panoramic yeah, shots yeah, yeah, yeah. from the 1968 movie because there are some shots of that movie that are fucking really cool to look at even today first thing we notice about these captors here is that these monkeys are way different like the monkeys who are capturing them they're way more like animalistic and brutal and I mm. don't actually mind that because no. the monkeys in the original were a little cheesy like, they were wearing those mm, shitty phone suits and they were a little, like... Fun suits are
0: great. Yeah, they look oh, good. we did skip over it, but Marky Mark's space attire was really, really good. And his yeah.
2: space attire and then he's, like, now planet yeah, attire. Because yeah. he's wearing kind of, like, a ripped... Like sure. Like but Yeah, and it's kinda like if you were in the clubs in like the mid two thousands, like it wouldn't go astray. Mm. Like it's a real it's a real vibe, but like he's kind of rocking it, but it's it's a lot to take in. He also
0: is so baby faced in this movie. He's like very young really in this movie. Babyface. Yeah.
2: So, straight away, they've dispensed
1: with the whole, like, Captain Taylor or Davidson at this point, not being able to talk subplot, like, the the pivotal part of the movie that makes it interesting in terms of him trying to convince them that he's intelligent. That's just gone right out the window. And as a result, like, the apes are portrayed as so much more, like, brutal and awful in this film than they are in the original.
0: But then, this was such a key point, I wrote this down four or five times, what does this movie want to tell us? Is it it, it, it that the apes are just like humans? Because they have this whole fucking conversation being like, we went up to the summer house and it was da-da-da. And they have all these human idioms and like catchphrases. Yeah. And then they're also like, <laughs> like let's just grab everything and fucking kill it yeah. it's like which is yeah. it is are it they bizarre. sophisticated
2: or are they they su- fly off the handle so so exactly. very quickly yeah. so
1: there's there some mixed messages but straight away we get some shots of this
2: ape city which I just call Apeville for the rest of my notes because mm-hmm. it doesn't get named uh, some of them are very very good I <laughs> mean we get we get to see a stoner monkey cantina band yeah, which dude. is very good ape playing the guitar like fucking yeah. with his feet and his good. hands it's just it's very, like, it's it's so talented so so, some of the cutaways are different apes in Apeville uh, like very good, like the side gag ones. Yeah, but they're very good. Yeah,
1: there's some kids playing with a ball and yelling at each other. Anyway, it's at this point that we meet an instantly recognisable Helena Bonham Carter, <laughs> who just looks like Helena
2: Bonham Carter. Uh, but there you are. She uh, she chastises a young boy for screaming out, deaf to humans and hurling rocks at them. <laughs> yeah, which is like kind of troubling. But also another little title pitch from me. Yeah, yeah that's true Death to Humans is pretty good so now
1: we meet this ape uh, this orangutan I suppose who like I thought was this movie's Dr. Zeus for a long time but yeah. so I don't actually think it is Paul Giamatti uh, the character's name is actually Limbo and that's something we're going to come back to Limbo. in this film is they make you work to figure out the oh. names of these characters because when we do these podcasts I try so hard to stay on top of the names of the different characters and they fuck you up deliberately in there's this movie. none yeah, but, uh, anyway, we'll come back to that. So, this guy has a real, like, James Woods as fucking Hades in Disney's Hercules vibes. He's like, yeah, yeah, get him in, get the humans in, yeah, yeah, get him in Wait, He's like playing, like, a slaver. He has
2: yeah. so many wisecracks. Like, like a yeah. fast-talking, wisecracking yeah. well, slave they, they, driver. they knew what they were getting when they hired Paul Giamman. That's yeah, like, yeah, it's it's true. <laughs>
0: true. He's not the nuanced... <laughs> sophisticated beast we know today <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> this is a simpler Giamatti in
3: 2001 <laughs> a less seasoned Sim- Giamatti a
0: simpler Giamatti <laughs> Fuck.
1: so we straight away learned that um, Chris Christophiston the, the cut rate uh, Kurt Russell can talk which is crazy because again I thought that like okay so they've dispensed with the idea that like the landing captain can't talk but surely the humans on the planet won't be
2: able to talk but no they can all talk they're all intelligent and it really like, removes Something, A, it removes something of the, some of the mystique from the first film of yep. like he was in one that could talk and it like makes it like feel more alien and weird. Number two, everyone still treats him as being really intelligent. Yep. Yeah. What he just looks at, like, what's the, like the whole vibe? Like, they're kind of like, oh, he that one seems unusual, and there's a look in his eye or something like that. But yeah. everyone can talk and yep. everyone can reason. And so, what makes him so smart? And it really, really like
1: removes some of the like, I don't know, uh, sympathetic notions from some of the apes who like even the ones who aren't like yeah. directly slavers they're like oh these things can talk they're intelligent they have higher reasoning let's keep them as pets like yeah. that's fucked up in the original movie you can at least be like well you know the humans can't talk they are kind of dumb so yeah like, you can understand how some of the people indoctrinated in yeah. society might be like oh you know they're just they're just humans they're stupid yeah there is no excusing the behavior no. in this movie and it's also kind of
0: like it feels the apes are only obsessed with human slavery. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all they rarely ever is anything else talked about they except like the fucking no what do they actually do other than that's eight true. humans? That's very Paul true. Paul D. Marty's the richest motherfucker in this world. Like, yeah. There's <laughs> one industry and he is the king.
1: So if somebody says about uh, Mark Wahlberg, keep your eye on this one. He's feisty. And that's a title mm. pitch for me right there. Nice. Pretty good description of Leo Davidson. I'd say so. Uh, okay, does someone want to sum up all this weird, awful stuff that happens in the slavery room? Oh. Where they start talking about yeah. human puberty and how you don't want a human who's a teenager yeah. in your house. Ah, nice
2: gag. Yeah. Uh, basically, so we... We meet here General Thade, who comes down with no. his, uh, I guess his daughter. So that's Tim Roth. Uh, yeah, Tim Roth, not the daughter. General Thade. Yeah. Uh, it was a really really great, it was a real yeah, yeah. It does, he does it well. Um, I can do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so uh, Tim Roth, the General Thade, just kind of tooling around and like just like being very immediately aggressive to someone. He seems at least like professionally mm-hmm. like like as a colleague in some sort of way essentially. He's, he's just an like, irredeemable tool. Yeah. Why just had movie like why is this Kingpin Monkey such a dick? And because like the entire film is just Tim Roth like curling his neck like yep. the yeah. entire time and like and snarling. sniffing and snarling and that's all he does all film he does a great job let yeah, it be said. Sure. Yeah, but it is just so but strange, his character
0: yeah. is one note like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. meant to believe one he level. climbed the ladder of like being the police chief or whatever exactly. the fucking he called, military yeah. commander general yeah. but, um, like, but in comparison to the rest of the apes who sometimes go a little bit
2: wacky he spends the entire film being like yeah, <laughs> but he's consumed by bizarre. rage yeah
1: that is true so, yeah, I guess Thade wants a pet human for his daughter. Um, that happens. Oh, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, we see being like, oh, I can't believe the way they treat these humans. Yeah. Playing Ahri. Then, yeah. then Thade leaves with a little girl uh, for his daughter, as like a pet, which is hard to watch. But anyway, I guess that's the dark, twisted Tim Burton reboot they wanted to make of this uh, franchise. So then they start, like, so, um, what's his name? Limbo, Paul D'Amati takes all the humans out of the cage and starts, like, branding them on the hand for, like, slaves. Helena Bonham Carter's ape runs in, who we later learn is named Ari, but literally not until five minutes before the end of the movie. She runs right through and snatches the brand right out of the hand of the guard who's branding the people. So, like, they don't even try and stop her, and at this point it becomes apparent that she has some kind of power, like her yeah. dad's important or her something. Her dad is
2: involved in the Senate in some He's way, a Senator. They, ha- they have an ex Senate, which is cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, I Ape wanted to Senate. see more of the Senate! I know, Senate. I wanted to see more of anything else, man. Yeah. Um, and b- basically what, what plays out is that she essentially um, convinces Paul Giamatti, uh, limbo character, <laughs> yeah. to hand over, or like deliver these two or humans. Sell. Um, yeah, well, yeah, to, to sell. Uh, Leo yeah. Davidson and the, the blonde, blonde girl human. who doesn't get a name in the entire movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So so
1: he makes a classic Captain Taylor power move, similar thing to what Captain Taylor did with the, the good ape in the original movie, where he like grabs her and holds the brand to her neck and he's like, let me go, but then she's like, oh, release him into my custody. A real power
2: play, but yeah. Um, except this time it's more power play and more like sexual role play, because immediately the vibe oh, is like, right. does, this, does this good ape Ari save Marky Mark purely because she wants to bone down yeah, because she... there is like there's a touch of sexual energy in the 1968 mm-hmm. film this film is drenched yeah. and like maybe it's Tim Burton's camera work like focusing on I guess his wife at the time future wife uh, I don't know if they're married in a one not sure either way <laughs> like maybe he just he just loves Ellen Bonacardi and we, we get a bit of vibe of that but like it Very much feels like he's yeah, just yeah. like, these 2 are going to fuck, dripping with sexual tension. But then
0: she also says, like, release him and I'll make it up to you. It's Paul oh, Giamatti, it's yeah. yeah. just some some
2: weird
1: flirting,
0: and she's kind of like, I'll oh, fuck you too, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And it's like, who should want to fuck, Paul Giamatti or Mark Wahlberg Like, <laughs> yeah. what's I, mean, going I know with? who I pick. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I mean Giamatti I, was in Straight Giamatti. Out of Compton, yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he played yeah. that. But and here, I was oh, just, the, the name of the
1: character you wanted to know. Dayena, a female slave who. Dayena? Dayena, D A E N A. Fuck. Da- Dana, Dayena. whatever. Name never comes up. It's Estella Warren, for what it's worth. Estella Warren, you deserve better, I must say. Yeah. I uh, thought she did a pretty good I job with like, what she, she had. She did fine with what she was yeah. given. Uh, a female slave who, like Ari, develops a romantic attraction to Leo. That's the description of the character. That's all you get. There's nothing else. That, that's the all you need. Well, literally, that is yeah. her character. The that's only reason is. we
0: care about her is because she's attractive. Like, yeah. that's. That's she has it. no character traits, she has nothing else going on. So this
1: movie's already getting really weird. We're back at Ari slash Helena Carter's house. Her dad, as we've learned, is some big bigwig senator ape, and he's having a big dinner party that night. And there's, like, uh, Mark Wahlberg and, and Diana and, like, two other generic human slaves in the house, and he delivers this weird disjointed generic, oh. like, dad speech to her. He's like, be nice to the guests, wash your hands, and get get rid of these wild humans with like huge pauses in between every statement it's this, super this weird this is a
0: 45 second bit yeah. Like, yeah. it was it's, really long he
1: says three things it's quite strange but now I guess there's
2: a dinner party yeah. happening but I have here in all, in all caps and in bold what the hell is going on because we have the most banal dinner party scene <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh we're like my God. literally like as you say like so it's like, there's a c- couple of senators there and they talk about doing, like, essentially like, like the ape version of going on the Hamptons. Like, it's just like, like, oh, we did this and that. We've got to go back to the rainforest I, and,
1: like... I actually love this needlessly foppish, like, orangutan with, like, yeah, face. He's yeah. so yeah. cool. And he's just like, oh, yes, we summoned in the rainforest. I couldn't mm. climb a tree. I'm too old now. And they're all, like, chortling away at how he's old and
0: fat. And then the wife's like, we did nothing. And he's like, that's the point. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone I would be, like, very like, funny. Nice. Uh, General Thade and his second command played by, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. We find out that Michael Clark Duncan's character is really into Seamos, who's like this, like, ape-like, the deity, essentially, ape. the first ape. General Thade is just more of a dick and is like, like, he basically, like, he knocks off a Marky Mark and, like, grabs his mouth and pulls open his jaw and is like, is there a soul in there? Yeah. Ah, so like, this, this is, what like... What
1: the fuck was that? Th- this, <laughs> this this scene is, like, the closest thing we get in this movie to, like, 30 minutes of procedural courtroom drama from the original, where they're, like, debating the nature of humanity. So i got to say this point. Like, social commentary discussing the nature of humanity yeah. versus animal,
0: animal welfare. Point of re- remakeability that they're, they're hitting okay. Yeah, if so this was meant to make you feel sympathy for the apes and be like, this is just how humans treat animals. I don't think so. I don't think any really human is grabbing like an animal and being like, is there a soul in there? Yeah. Like,
2: that, <laughs> that seemed really, really, I mean, really a little too much. Particularly when like, the, like, when the animal's talking back. So being like, the, I've, I've got a soul. Yeah. Like, we,
1: we certainly do things that are worse than that to lots of animals, but the point is that these animals can talk. <laughs> like, and this, it's they're made a very
0: heavy-handed point, I think, by being like... yeah. Yeah, man, it's all equal. It's one and the same. It's uh. like, especially from Angry Fade. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> it's
1: just mean yeah, the fade. whole time. Yeah. Point, like, I've, I've written down, why is Dade such a motherfucker? Like, why is he
2: such a dick? I just, I yeah. do not understand it. To summarise, like, another, like, seven minutes of screen time for you, though, that's it. It's they, just a dinner party. Nothing much happens. They debate eight politics. They do some
1: recycled rumination on, like, human rights. And they say a bunch of cruel shit like, human culture all takes place below the waist. Then they Ooh, do that, that important, the thing that's going to be important later. Yeah, that might be a title pitch. Human culture takes place below the waist. Yeah. Know. Anyway, they do like a, they do like a pray before they start eating where they pray to like, what's C-Mose. his name? Seamos, the original ape who breed life into all apes or whatever the fuck. At this point, I was so disappointed that they said amen instead of ape
2: men
0: I was, oh, like, so hyped for it. That would Too be very good. Because in the
1: original movie, they did lots of fun animal puns, and there's yeah. none of that here. It's just devoid. When they
0: go to pray, so the whole time they've been having this, like, Hamptons conversation, and then is this Michael Clark Duncan's character who's just like, Bow your heads and pray! Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, just why just is there it's enough?
1: Like, yeah. So after the weird, like, face-grab soul question thing... Uh, Ari Helen Carter's character, has like a huffy walkout where she's all like... <laughs> yeah, I've lost my appetite. Yeah, this is disgusting. <laughs> and she walks away. Appetite. And then General Faye just like creeps into her room like the most fucking oh. like, intolerable fuckboy. <laughs> and they have this scene where he's just like, you care so much about these apes, these, these humans,
2: but not for me, yeah. a fellow ape. He, 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 he you, you have the line written down, hey? Like, uh, he
0: says... <laughs> You feel for humans and not for me and
2: then does this comically big jump off yeah. of her room. He just bails. What exit like, <laughs> like, He's like, You don't really care for me, do you? Yeah! And just, like, launches himself off the balcony. And that's the end of the scene. Yeah, dude. What an exit. Yeah. He comes in, he thinks he's entitled to
1: some love from this uh, kind of character because he's an ape, I guess, and then he just launches himself into the open air. And, like, Tim
0: Burton just cannot make up his mind as to whether, like, they're humans or apes. Like, what the fuck are they doing?
1: Yeah, it's true. So, now we're down back in the human cells. Mark Walbo's character, Leo Davidson, is escaping, and the other humans are mostly horrified, but Ultimately, two decide to go with him. Um, the bald-headed guy who played the Egyptologist in the original Mummy movie, and uh, Dana, who is uh, the the young blonde lady, they es- they begin escaping with him. We got a prison break, baby! Yeah, exactly. Then we cut to a really weird scene, which Harry and I neither of us understood what was going on, but Jacko did. Thank so God, explain
2: it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: please explain what happened. Yeah, happens of here.
2: course. So we have uh, General Thade being led down uh, into like these like bushes, essentially, like near like the, this body of water by these two apes who are basically just like sort of going on about like how they saw something burst from the sky and like all this sort of stuff and then like Fade's like are you sure you didn't just learn this dreaming and then he's like no sir look at this and essentially points out to them like there's like all these like sort of like tree branches and shit have been like crushed by something mm. falling down through mm. it and we're meant to be like oh so that's where his, uh, his ship crashed mm. and then Fade's like Have you told anyone else? Like, no, we came right to you. And he's like, you did the right thing. He walks away, thinks about it for six seconds, pulls out like... Knuckle dusters. Essentially (laughs) knuckle dusters... And then does the leap again and then just beats the shit out of them until they're both dead. He's all about just jumping through the air, man. Yeah. He's a big acrobatic boy. Mm. Do you think Tim Roth did that once during filming and was like, ha, 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 "I'm doing that again." And they're like, "Tim, we've only got you doing it 3 times." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. I'm in this film. I yeah. I have to enter and exit every scene by jumping." <laughs> by jumping. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: jumping it's away. nearly true. They
0: went to the zoo true. during <laughs> filming and was like, "Holy shit, did you see that monkey jump?" Yeah. That was this, sweet. We we of of that. Of that. there's yeah. a
2: scene later on we'll get to it but he just spends like 45 seconds jumping yeah like he, he really, just like, ah, jumps around <laughs> and just jumps around <laughs> the Kylo Ren scene yeah <laughs> exactly
1: Yeah, oh, oh, man, it, fucking 16 years too early yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> so we're back with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch which is what I'm calling this escape mm-hmm. group Dude,
2: nice. and
1: there's some infighting because one of the guys picks up the guy who played the Egyptologist in the mummy and is like ah, you, you're one of the house humans who work oh, with the apes yeah. you think you're better than us and mm. then Mark's like hey what if we don't worry about this right now yeah. and then they all just continue to escape so not really sure what the point of that was because it doesn't come up again like that character betraying the rest of the group if I'm not mistaken unless I missed yeah. something no. and now this part of the movie is like throwback to like Captain Taylor's escape in the original scene, where we're going through Apeville, we're seeing all this. Weird get, 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 getting shit. a
2: slice of Ape Life, essentially. Yeah,
1: some whimsical shit, including. A great MVP nomination for a group of greasel apes wearing leather jackets. Literal Grease Monkeys. This movie invented
0: the term Grease Monkeys. I have it written down. <laughs> Greaser monkeys equals Grease Monkeys originating <laughs> of the term. My yeah. god.
1: It's so good. Like they're outside, and there's just these like
2: four exactly identical apes Ooh, leather all wearing jackets. leather jackets, just cackling it up. And like, and like they see the humans run past, and their response is just like cackle louder and like, like I was like oh they're gonna like it's gonna be a fight between these like greaser monkeys or something like that no they, no, they, they just react and they, like that's it
1: they're probably smoking that reef. oh, yeah, oh devil's learning reefer that. <laughs> yeah Jesus. if this
0: movie had been like as serious as everybody involved thought it was <laughs> this would have been a funny like moment of comedic relief yeah. but instead for me it was like the turning point of like yeah, it was this, like, is, oh, this we, is too far gone this, it's a bridge too
1: <laughs> so, far so now like the humans are running through all these different ape houses to try and get I guess Diana's sister or daughter or fam- fam- not, family not immediately yeah. they're, they're gathering oh, up a okay. family before they can escape we see a lot of weird stuff like children in cages wearing chains <laughs> we see weird ape sex scenes now okay <laughs> we, see, oh, we, see, we see we
2: see the orangutan and his yes. wife, the Hamptons one from the early in uh, the party, oh, is... and like she's doing some sort of like sensual dance. It's like mm-hmm. sort of this sort of like like sex scene essentially, which gets interrupted by them, and they comically like leap into the air <laughs> from their beds and grab onto the chandelier. It, but like I gotta be honest, Ben, this one's on us because like we spent like a lot of time last year talking about enough. how like instead of kissing. There should be some sort of elaborate mating dance that we see, and then they showed it to us, and we were wrong, Ben. And he didn't like we it. were so wrong because it's literally just her on top of the bed, like shaking her arms and be like, ah, ah, ah. and he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. it's it's too much. I wrote, but,
0: thank God the monkey sex scene got cut off. Like, I'm so glad we didn't get to see that. But there
1: is also a kissing so it's thing. thing. yeah that's true entirely. anyway oh the the last whimsical bit of bullshit (laughs) we see is the guy hanging upside down like spreading (laughs) roses all over (laughs) himself like a fucking goddamn lunatic
0: and yet they talk about
1: senate politics but also just hang flowers anyway they pick up the last member of Dana's family who I guess is the little girl who's in the cage and they're back on the escape party and at this point we come back (laughs) outside to the guard ape who's like you go this way (laughs) you go that way the rest of you come with
2: me it (laughs) was so Funny. Delivered
0: in the most stilted manner. Yeah,
2: just like what kind of self-respecting military captain or something like that is like <laughs> all of the like um like
1: ape guards and like ape civilian interactions with each other are so stunted and weird. Yeah. And like this is just like it honestly just made us all laugh. Like I don't think that was meant to be a laugh line. We're also sitting there watching the movie. We, we lost it. Lost, <laughs> lost our shit at that scene. Something super weird about it. So they run into
2: Helena Bonham Carter and she wants to fuck. That she is what wants becomes to fuck clear so in the bad. scene. And that's, like, what I have here, like, in terms of, like, remakeability and that sort of thing. Like, is the reason they brought this film back in 01, like, so they could play around with the idea of bestiality? Dude, I've got a similar note. Because, like, that's not the whole thing about fucking, um, uh, like, people like, commentary around, like, that film's, uh, was it Zootopia or whatever? Yeah. And that sort of thing? Zootopia, yeah. Zootopia, and people basically being, like, like, there's a definite market for that. Like, well, like, like... furries being... Well, really exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, like, like, whatever. But, like, the point is, is that, like... Yeah, just, just what? so you
1: know, fairies, we're cool with you. Yeah. you're still interested. Yeah, in, yeah. you know, Tim Burton's probably a fairy. Really, I mean, That's I mean, at, at, yeah, this, point, at this, this, yeah, point. I mean, this movie, if anything, is yeah. just very But like,
2: but like, the core of this film is the relationship between Leo Davidson, a human man, mm-hmm. and Ari, blank, uh, a <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I've written down at this point. Okay, you know what? Ari's actually an
1: interesting character. She yeah. believes something that we as the audience agree with, but her society that she lives in mm. finds absolutely insane that like humans and apes should be equal. She's also like maybe into bestiality a little bit. Maybe like, a little bit. That's an but interesting it, character. But is it
0: like in this world, is it bestiality? Because that's because I think when they were flirting with that line, I was like, obviously our conception of it is like, yeah, monkey, human. But I don't know, in their world, is it like slave human? Is it like a different mm, thing? Maybe
1: there's multiple angles to it that make it
2: extremely sexy. Yeah. And yes. maybe maybe <laughs> if we'd seen any of that, it would have been a more interesting film and instead it was just like <laughs> Very true. I was about to give it credit yeah. like, There's more themes at <laughs> yeah, play here, but the reality is yeah. there's no evidence. Tim Burton's made a film that it's a real present to unwrap. You gotta you gotta get through a couple <laughs> of things before you really <laughs> understand what's going on. Ari is going to like tag along with the humans for some reason. She's going to help, help them, escape. them escape because she believes that's the right thing to do. Uh, she's accompanied by her. It's he's almost like a bodyguard, but he was just like tooling around the house. He was like on. the house ape, yeah, like the house yeah, guard yeah, or something. It's uh, hard to say. Not sure what his name
0: doesn't is. Doesn't get a name, so um, we'll just
2: call him House Ape from here on. Yeah, now. but, but sure.
0: surprisingly that's... more important than like the information we've what? been given would suggest. And in terms
2: of his arc, like. Like actually has one in the
1: film, and he's yet... got some stuff to do in this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah for, for sure. So we get another awesome uh, like ape guard ape civilian interaction <laughs> where this one really, like knocks on the door like. The door immediately opens. He's like, "Have you seen any humans?" No. Door immediately closes. It but he jumps flies. up onto yeah. the door frame
0: <laughs> yeah. because monkeys like climbing. Uh, yeah, so no. he jumps up and's like, "Ah!"
1: It's like <laughs> just the immediacy of it. It's so robotic. It's literally like he knocks on the door and instantly it just flies open. No, <laughs> closes the door straight away. It's because they
0: needed the save time in this movie for all the irrelevant shit they yeah, yeah, include no. later. So that's, they're like, that's, snappy, that's snappy, true. snappy.
2: So to to hit the fast forward button a bit, uh, we have these like this. This ape-human party tooling around the city, like trying to escape he as fast as they can, heading to I guess like sewers or tunnels, essentially to get to get out. And then uh, we see Fade and Great. Michael Clark Duncan see them escaping, and so he just kind of like screams and starts charging towards them. But don't worry, Chris Christopherson's got it. Uh, this old dad who's been wounded dude. earlier rushes forward, he grabs makes a, a flaming play, torch. Dude runs, and then just gets caught. Gotta be an MVP norm. Oh, dude, I yeah. understand. Yeah. He this gets is so brave. Here. He makes a play
1: to save his daughter, I guess.
2: And... He needed, like, I would say, eight more lines in the film for this to really land mm. for me, given that, like, his lines this far were like, no, we'll, we'll meet up again. Okay. Yeah. And this is kind of like
1: a heroic sacrifice. Especially considering, like, None of the human characters appear, even in the least, upset by it. No, like there is no scene where like Dana is like mourning the death of her. I guess dad. Yeah, like there's no there's no concession because she's worried about,
0: about Hot Marky Mark. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one
1: gives a shit about this guy, which is why we have to. Yeah. <laughs> a Posthumous MVP mm. for his play. Like he 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 picks up this fucking big torch, tries to murder Thade, but I'm oh, not Thade. Michael uh, Duncan. Yeah. And then yeah. just gets slaughtered by Thade from behind. R.I.P. Chris Christopherson and, and Michael Clark Duncan and on yeah. screen
0: death would have really helped, I think, as well. Like we got a Just really won, bad right? cutaway yeah. of him getting stabbed by fade, and that was like—it's oh. weird
2: for a film that's trying to go so dark to hide all of the violence. It's true; it's like, it really was not. Most, most like the violence, most of the deaths in this film are caused by fists and big like, throws and the, air the, throws. Yeah, a lot of air throws as well.
1: So Thade says, When you find them, kill them all, and sends the army out looking for the human escape party. They end up in the woods, they're running with Helena Bonham Carter and her large house ape friend. Do we have names for either of them yet? No. We later learn that Helena Bonham Carter's named Ari, but anyway, they make it to Marky Mark's crash site. Apparently, apes are afraid of water, and that's why humans pray for rain, which is a pretty sick burn from Dana. Every One day the... we pray for rain. One of the coolest things that anyone actually says in this movie. Shame she doesn't get a name. Anyway, so Marky Mark jumps in the lake, he's swimming down, trying to get to his ship of course Dana jumps in after him they find a dead ape down there in the bottom of the pool it's a real classic jump scare but it's not the coolest thing they find because they get back out of the water and Marky Mark has found gun (laughs) now Leo Davidson has gun which is an important thing to have I suppose if you're a human being uh, and we're starting to get the first tingling of a little love triangle here, oh. because, like, we see, like, you know, he's, like, leading Dana out of the water, and then, like, Ari's, like, looking a little jealous, and then it's all like, ooh, who's he
2: gonna go with? Is it gonna be Ari? Is it gonna be Dana? There's
1: a real little fucking,
2: yeah, love triangle going yeah. Up. Essentially, uh, our boy Marky Mark finds a kind of like a um, it's, it's like a communicator between himself and like anyone else like in the channel, some, essentially. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then he finds out that someone's already here waiting for him.
1: We're expecting the mothership to be like back through the wormhole and in space ship. He's like, "Oh shit, they're already here on this planet that we're on. They must have come for me already." And so, like, he's got like a direct lock on the mothership, and they start heading straight for it. And we get a pretty sweet line, maybe title pitch. It's not sorcery. It's science. Yeah, because <laughs> one, one of the monkeys oh. is like, "Oh, this is a sorcery that you've got." Anyway, as they're walking away from this site, we are at this point now. We're fifty minutes into the movie. Mark Wahlberg's character gets a name for the first time, like directly. Like we, we intruded it because some people early call him Leo. He's got Davidson on his spacesuit, but this this is the first time he says, "I'm Captain Leo Davidson with the United States Air Force or whatever the fuck it is." His name is Leo Davidson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we learn that now. So, Limbo's at the crash site, he's picked up a kid that he's trying to steal, just so happens to, like, unfortunately for him, be there at the same time as Marky Mark and the Funky Punch, because now Marky Mark has gun, and he uses it to save child from
0: Limbo. <laughs> Limbo, this whole time, has sort of, like, been throughout the movie, and yet, in retrospect, his lines are so inconsequential. Yep. Like, literally nothing he does has any impact no. on the plot, and yet you're meant to be like, he's comedic relief, and he's just... I mean, Jim Marty, he's fine. Yeah, but he's fine. What but he gets given is not good. Yeah, no. so he's
1: trying to pick up this kid. The party save him by a shooting gun, and then. He's like, Marky Mark's like, oh, I'm going to ice Limbo. And then Ari gets in the way and is like, if you kill him, you'll be just like him. And then Limbo yeah. says all this really recycled bullshit like, why can't we all just get along? You oh, know, I've heard Ari talking about humans and apes being separate but equal, which is a pretty challenging thing to reference yeah. in this movie. Bravo Tipper, not afraid to take on the big issues. Yeah, And uh, whatever it is she believes in, I believe in completely. Uh, they decide they can't trust him, so they take him prisoner. The house ape... Uh, Helena Bonham Carter's friend, destroys the gun. Yes. And he's oh, like, you yeah. to use this against us. We don't need guns. And this is where it starts doing that mixed message thing where it's like, are humans the monsters because they created guns? Like, is that what the yeah. the Florence movie is? If so, why are the apes so irredeemably brutal? Anyways.
2: So we we, we jump ahead to General Thade, essentially sitting down with uh, this, I, I guess, Ari's dad, the, the senator sort yeah. of thing. Basically, because um, Michael Clark Duncan's character earlier was like, I saw Ari. She was helping the humans. And he was like, Fade who loves her was like no 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 Mm. she was like forced against her will to do it like she would never do that and Mm. so he's basically gone with that story to her dad being like declare martial law Give me power. Give me absolute power. Yeah. That's his direct quote. Give me absolute power and I'll get your daughter back. Yeah. And they're like, blah, blah. And yeah, <laughs> they do it. they take
1: they, absolutely madmen. They yeah. do it. They give him absolute power. He turns to Michael Clark Duncan and he's like, we're not just colleagues, we're friends. Mm. I need you to go to... Kalima and secure the camp there for me and this fucking big gorilla boy Mark Clark Duncan just wants to do a good job for his friend what a nice boy he yeah. is he's like you got it chief and you could see the pride in his face. He really fucking wants to wants to do a good job. We've got Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch walking through a very stark desert.
2: I just had that stark landscape yeah remake.
1: That was a cool remake ability point. Yeah, exactly. A cool shot of a stark landscape doesn't look anywhere near as striking. No, because like the cool thing about the original movie is they're all wearing these white spacesuits, and like the desert that they're in is so bare, and there's these wide angle shots, and it's kind of like mm. really light colored sand, and the whole thing is just really bland, but in a really striking mm. way. Mm. Whereas like it looks really alien and or is this just looks like any? Sand? Looks kind
0: of like that, those like prosthetic, you know, mounds. Like, yeah, just looks like that bad sense. practical effects. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, so Marky Mark's explaining that on his home planet. Apes live in cages. The, to, to borrow a line from the original film, uh, or from the tagline of the original film, that uh, apes are the beasts of burden and humans are the masters. <laughs> but uh, they, of course, are stunned by this. They can't imagine it. So again, some social commentary on like human-animal relations. Oh,
0: and we do worse to our own kind. Yeah, that uh, was very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. When they're like, how, really "How can good. you
1: treat apes like that and keep them in cages?" Yeah.
0: And, do Mark and Mark says, we, "We do, do worse our to our own kind," including when I hurled insults at gay people and threw bricks at Vietnamese <laughs> yeah. I'd know yeah. per-
2: personal, from a very personal level an intimate personal level yeah. I've done some shit pretty weird that haven't included it's that it's me scene. Mark Wahlberg like.
1: yeah. <laughs> so now we come to a scene which uh, was actually pretty hype I actually mm. liked this quite this a, a lot um, and let me tell you, there is some extremely good trivia for this scene coming up. So yes. yeah, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But basically, Thade's gone to visit his old man, his uh, his father, who's like lying in bed, and it's very like he walks into the room, and he's like, ah, "Son, come closer," like he's this wasted old man. They have so a sweet fist bump. It's very good. Yeah, they go. Yeah, they do that like ape fist bump, which is yeah.
0: And can he not? Thade not drop the anger for one second. He like of, like he's like, "Dying, father!" Yeah. And it's like,
1: Come on. So, so this guy tells his son. He, he's okay. I gotta say, this old man is putting in work. The whole scene. Mm. Like he's literally like, oh, my dying breath, my son. Let me relate you the secrets of our people." And he tells his son, General Thade, all about the time before time, when man ruled apes and apes were the slaves. And <laughs> fucking, to which
0: Thade says impossible. <laughs> yeah, you is that impossible? Yeah,
1: like, fuck is you that not man? kind yeah. of believable?
0: <laughs> well, the best part is then he uh, is like, go over to that dresser over there. You get
3: that
1: box of ashes? <laughs> yeah, go, on, yeah, go yeah.
0: and check that out. Yeah. And he Would goes...
2: I guess, like, are meant to be the ashes of Simos or? or some ape hero. Yeah.
0: And then he smashes... What, what is what is that he smashes the on the ground? Urn. Yeah, a ceremonial urn. Yeah, like an urn. Ashes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he smashes on the ground and produces a gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, just a gun.
3: Like,
1: it's just a, a fucking just a gun. gun. He just picks up a
0: gun. And then Thade's uh, f- a f- old man is like, this is what the humans used to enslave us. Like, this is what keeps us from them. Yeah. And it's like, are guns the only reason why humans have power over apes in this, like, past life. mean, was that it? The the
1: point that he he makes is, like, and this is actually where, like, the mixed message comes in, but this is actually, like, the probably more interesting message that this movie could possibly agree with is just, like, the humans, like, they're so ingenious. They build these weapons. Mm. The ingenuity ingenuity knows no bounds, but the ingenuity goes hand-in-hand with cruelty. No creature is as devious or as violent, et cetera, et cetera. You know, doing that commentary that they do in the original movie. But the whole point is, like, the humans, like... If you fucking let them, they will fuck you up. Yeah, so no. you gotta go stop this human before he can get to Kalima.
2: Kalima. Because Kalima is their like sacred land, mm-hmm. I suppose. It's from where Seamus uh, came and will return again. Yeah. And then his dad just dies. He <laughs> just dies! Wait, dude. With, with the best last line yep. before he dies is
0: yep. damn them all to hell. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then that's it.
1: He really puts in some work, and for me, the dad here's got to get Yeah, percent One of the most he interesting, down. compelling moments mm. in the film. Mm. So this is the point that I've noted that, like, now we're, we're back out in, like, Marky Mark and his group escaping. The whole mid-part of the story, where there's the procedural courtroom drama, has just been removed. It's, it's just not interesting. Don't need, it. <laughs> Don't need it, exactly. We're straight back out there with the group, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. They're all heading to Kalimar. And Helena Bonham Carter is just being really weird in this scene so they're heading up towards this like ape camp near Kalimar and they're talking about like how he's like what's Kalimar and Ari's like Kalimar is our fucking sacred place yeah we get you some like religious Yeah, or, or really some, really good. some real anti-religion vibes as you point yeah, out in the movie like she's basically like mm, the sacred scriptures say that this is where you know Seamus came and all it sprung forth yeah. from him but you know but they're just stories yeah most <laughs> educated they believe the real fucking hilarious irony here is that like that is literally what happened yeah in yeah like it's movie. absolutely like True. the religious texts are completely 100% historically accurate <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that so they walk up on this ape camp and we get this completely weird and unnecessary but actually not
2: bad scene where like yeah, we these have ape soldiers ape gambling, gambling? Yeah. one guy's like keeps winning and he says one of my quotes from the film Simo smiles on me which I, I quite like Simo smiles on me that's a pretty good Um, and then like the guy's like you always keep winning what's going on there like what's going up your sleeve turns out the I was cheating. The other ape yells cheater, like screams it, and then like, jumps him. And they're like wailing at each other. And then Michael Clark Duncan comes in and is like, This camp is a disgrace! I'm taking control! Yeah, and like, Oh yeah. shit. There's okay. no
0: beating around the bush. Yeah, exactly. His character is just like, Ugh.
2: Yeah, dude, all of the apes are so
1: blunt and direct. Like he storms yeah. the camp and he's like, I'm a super command to prevent the humans from getting to Kalamah. Then, Marky Mark's solution to this problem is to, like, ride the, the camp on horseback and just set it on fire.
2: Now, <laughs> and it's, it's worth noting very quickly... He's very sacrilegious about it. Yeah. Like he is yeah. targeting every shrine to Seamoss he can find. Because yeah. that, that's all we see. It's like he like like he's burning out all these camps and I'm I'm guessing to hinder them in some way or to spook Slow them. them I, down. I, I, I don't know. But every single shot he throws out like oh, on like a tent and inside the tent we see a shrine to Seamoss burning. Mm. And it's like What about that one where it's really guy? really badly cut? Of that oh, torch yeah. thrown through the oh, tent, God, and that was
0: like the <laughs> <laughs> editing in this, this scene, scene is awful. shocking. Like, like, it is. It's really incredibly, cool. incredibly
1: shocking, <laughs> and then yeah, <again, laughs> comes back later. So it's almost like it's like. I don't know. I didn't think this movie was that well edited, but I didn't mm-hmm. notice it until about like, this until point. Until this point. So, like, I wonder if at some point they like changed editor, like the main editor. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, like to... was like, I can't do this. Anymore. Yeah, he just couldn't be bothered. Or I whatever. think the person who
0: mixed the soundtrack also was charged <laughs> oh, with okay. editing the film it, it from the this point. Now. Yeah. It was Danny Elfman.
2: Danny Elfman doing the sound mixing, of course. So the our gang of uh, our gang of thieves, are <laughs> like, Mark, the like monkey, yeah, bunch, Mark Mark and Lucky bunch, are <laughs> heading across this lake essentially because you know apes, no matter how brave or strong, they can't cross water. No, which like suggests like maybe there's a solution to this where they just find like an island somewhere yeah. and just like hang out or yeah, the boats. humans could yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> feel boats. like they can't this um, that's true and so but as they're trying to like get across uh, there's a bit of fire which spooks Ari's horse and then she falls off she can't swim we already know that it's About established that's she's afraid of water and so Marky Mark himself just runs Picks her up and she's like no, nah, ah, and he's like don't worry, I've got you. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna, let, I'm not gonna let go of you. And there's just like oh, that, that was a such real a weird certain gentleman vibe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he just like scoops her up and like swims her across the lake as the apes like impotently like throws imperial at them. Oh, yeah. just
1: cannot
0: aim for shit. And this is again like contrast. They have a senate and yet their weapons of choice are flying. Like flame sticks, a lot of sticks. that they just <laughs> throw wildly yeah. and,
1: and just can't, and they're so close. Like go and look at this scene if you haven't seen this movie. It's like there's thirty meters. It can't be hard. And there's like two hundred apes, and not one of them can hit any of them with these fucking fire sticks. You wonder how they managed to overthrow humanity. Yeah. Like when this is the best they can possibly muster. Yeah. So yeah, they finally cross the river, and now we get some. Just mm. really, A s- triangle. Str- oh, yeah. Before the triangle, some strange cuts between the micro black character and the house ape, where it just like yeah. cuts. Like they're standing on each side
2: of the river, just well, looking back and, and forth I was, at each other. I was like, are these two like? What's their history? Are they like, friends? Are they friends? Yeah. Are are they like in some way like related or something? Like what's like? There seems to be some sort of like blood oath or something there's, there's between a, them. A they know each of. other and they're constantly at one another and it's the big boss fight. Yeah. is the two of them. The, and it's like yeah. wh- imagine if we'd yeah. had like a, a, a single line about it. Yeah, like yeah. oh like, he was my brother or he used to be my best that. friend or something. Yeah yeah. Imagine, imagine <laughs> this is our universe. this is our fight, brother. And you're like, what? They were brothers the whole time? But yeah. like oh. This is exactly
0: where you said before about like the editing <laughs> just seems to fall apart. <laughs> These, this shot reverse shot between Michael Harkin and the other dude is so bizarre of how it holds for each character in about two and a half seconds, then switches to the other, and almost like a comical, like,
1: little yeah. change
0: of expression. And it's like, what are we watching?
1: So, so now you'd be forgiven for forgetting that Paul Giamatti was in the movie at this point, but he still is. Uh, being funny as always yeah I can't remember exactly what I've noted down here but I've just written down role reversal for Giamardi. so I assume he was doing something stupid and doesn't no matter dude, that's a real role reversal for Giamatti oh, yeah, in terms like, of his <laughs> control of humans I guess
2: but <laughs> I even, like, as a career choice yeah like, <laughs> idiot. I've seen Big Fat Liar and yeah. like that man only makes smart choices yeah so now we're cutting back to Apeville and fucking
1: Tim Roth is just losing his mind this flipping was flipping all
0: over the room dude this was so strange. Initially I was like, this is whack, but when I got to the end of the scene, I liked it. And I don't know why. I was <laughs> <laughs> around like, around he flipped, it was like that classic like, he just kept going so much further yeah. than you thought he would that eventually you had to come around and be like, that was crazy. Yeah, he really no. whiled no, That Tim Ruff, you really- yeah. You really won me over, eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, he really does put in some work in this scene. I mean, he's just jumping all over the place. But now that he has complete power, he's, like, marching the full ape army. He musters them all. He's like, we march to Calimar! We'll retrieve Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch! <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, now this is the point where, for me, the movie really slows down. Mm. So, like, they've reached... Calamar, I guess, but not
2: are exactly. We, are where we they're moving going. on from the uh, the love triangle though? Is there a bit like there a, was a bit uh, about
0: the love triangle of like like
2: but like but like just like ducking back earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because he carries um... Ari
2: across the water. Ari across
0: the water, and then we get a look from what's the other girl's name? Who are we Dana? Dana. Dana. Yeah. We get a look from her being like. Marky Mark shows
1: up at his ruined ship, that's what the beacon, or not his ruined ship, the ruined mothership, that's what the beacon was locking him onto.
2: Yeah, it's the the Oberon, or
1: whatever. Yeah, the Oberon, he recognises that it was the same one that he was on a few days ago, but now it's all ruined and old. They are that time-foolin, which (laughs) we are familiar with here at Curio. And, uh, (laughs) this, okay, so this is a weird thing for me. At this point, like in 2001, does the twist about, like, time travel and, like, where this ship came from in terms of, like, you know, it being a few hundred years before or whatever, mm. does that actually impact anyone? Like, is it actually surprising? Didn't the Simpsons kind of ruin it? Like, yeah. by doing the, like, Planet of the Apes famous musical? He's like, anyone of our generation would have grown up, seen that fucking zest episode, even if they'd never seen the original Planet of the Apes, would, like, know by cultural osmosis what yeah. happens. Yeah. So then seeing this would just be like, yeah, yeah I know you even showed me his clock going forward like 400 yeah. years and like it's meant to be impactful though
0: and immediately we recognise when he was going through the wormhole that like weird transmission of the old man Yeah. and before we're like oh that's interesting I don't know what that's really about yeah. and now it's like answered but not in like a satisfying like, No. oh no. that's
2: interesting it's exactly as you said like
0: yeah we know like yeah. we knew that was going to happen
2: and so we, we sort of like roll tape here and we just sort of get like a couple of like uh, like info bites from like a couple of the old crew members essentially like the old like, commanding officer being like we're fucked we're fucked yeah. and then uh, the other scientist from the, the Apekin Garden earlier who's just kind of like oh god Cmos has taken over he's, he's too powerful, <laughs> he's, powerful he's the most I- powerful and I
0: trained him myself yeah. like ooh humble brag <laughs> yeah humble right. brag. Okay, okay sick so, um, maybe you shouldn't have like, yeah. yeah I'm on the apes team at this point yeah. just <laughs> just said that. I was like fuck this lady
1: the, the important thing here is that yeah I guess they came through like the wormhole right after Mark Wahlberg's character but then like through some weird time fall and they landed several hundred years before him you know what it's not important
0: yeah okay. let's not get bogged down and smashing. But, yeah. but I agree
2: for that to happen it had to be hundreds of years before yeah yeah, right? yeah. so through whatever mechanism they yeah. ended up on the
1: same planet that he's landed on but several hundred years earlier and they spawned this apes of Civilization with all these, you know, human slaves and apes. Is this Earth? Okay, so okay, we're gonna get yeah, into this Yeah, this is a huge like, point. Because it is, it is, yeah, it is really not made explicitly clear whether yeah. oh, no, this is Earth or This was a major point that I had where I was like, oh, seems like at this point they're going for a big point of difference. Because I yeah. I was kind of like, okay, so the ship crash landed.
2: And the apes took over and took control of the world. And then... I'm kind of confused. Hundreds of years, population, But, like, sort of thing. were there like, no
1: humans, like, when yeah. the ship crashed back on Earth? Like, how were the apes able to take over the planet? Like, the genetic engineered apes on the spaceship? Surely the government would have rolled in and done something about it. I'm not sure. Is this Earth... Did the apes take over Earth? Or is it some other distant planet? It's really not clear... And it doesn't become clearer. No. So no. the answer lies
0: with the painting ape from the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one who was painting scribbles we'll on it. a piece yeah, of butcher paper. He. Wow, if he you did go, go back into
1: that zoom. scene. Yeah. Yeah. You zoom in and then you play it backwards. Wow. You know, yeah. Down convert.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Put a filter on it. Like, All okay, right. We're gonna go do that in a minute. we'll see that <laughs> we can dig up. Big reveal. Like C. was one of the humans apes, and as you say, the religious texts were. Accurate. He was the first ape. He was the first ape and he like like, ushered this new civilization in and helped his people. But again... like, And if this is a... Say this... Imagine this is a barren planet where like everyone spawned from that team of humans and apes apes, that were on that ship. And it was a pretty big ship. Like there could have been like enough apes. Yeah, sure. Then he literally is, like, the ape that breathed life into all these other apes. Yeah. Like, if it was in a tribal sense, he probably, like, is, like, like the head of, like, yeah. most of the progeny and that sort of thing. Yeah, Like, it literally, like, Seamos is exactly that. Yeah. Like, he no, they're, is they're, this saviour like, of their race. What apes. side do they want us to be on?
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. are we team human? But or? Then, it is a great question, right? Because, like, if it was Earth and the ship crashed
1: on Earth right after Marky Mark left and went through the time vortex and he came back to Earth hundreds of years later, how did the take over. Mm. It just completely makes no sense makes whatsoever. makes no sense but, whatsoever. But, but anyway, we'll worry about that later, because it is not made clear whether this is Earth. Now there are hundreds of humans here. Basically, they leave the spaceship. Marky Mark is like, oh, they're all dead because they came looking for me, and walks outside mm. feeling
2: really down on himself, and there's just hundreds of humans here. All of them. They yeah, all arrived. They all
1: came. The word
2: has passed through the people. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, the word has passed, the stories have passed uh, from around the different tribes, and they've all come to see you, because you're our saviour. I want to let her. it be known
0: that I went to the bathroom like 30 seconds before this yep. came back all the humans had come and I asked check on if anything what like how'd they get here and then some character was just like they heard the word <laughs> 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 they came to see you. Yeah, like, <laughs> <"What>?
1: <laughs> you you missed nothing so this is where I've written down okay this movie has gone completely off the rails at this point yeah. like we have discarded any notion of this <laughs> reflecting the original film no. like now there's like hundreds of humans here all ready to form an army under Mark Wahlberg what is going on then there's this really weird like fade cut where like there's like the, uh, Dana and like Arya standing there and then they like fade away and we cut to this like scene of like Mark Wahlberg sitting at like a fire at night just like brooding and looking really sad and uh, I guess now we're gearing up for a big ape-human war.
2: <laughs> yeah, basically, like Mark Wahlberg, like is like riding around. Like basically, he's like he talks to Dana and is like, uh, "Tell your people to leave," and she's like. They're not going to listen to me.
1: Yeah, he, what he says is some really narcissistic shit. Like he's like, "I'm the only
2: one they want. They're here for me. Yeah, you should all leave, and I'll give myself to Just over. completely yeah. ignoring yeah. their like existential crisis and struggle yeah. of and, all these people over years, yeah. and like, completely
1: ignoring the fact that like fate is literally like, "We're going to wipe out all humans once and for all." Yeah. Leo is like, "It's all about me.
2: They're here for me." Man, that's all they
0: want. Okay, yeah. let me like put you on my back.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then uh, Dana like works herself back into that love triangle with yeah, this like mean, sweet hand on face holding and like, you should see Ari being like shit, yeah, oh, like shit at this point I've written
1: down this is Mass Effect before Mass Effect man you've got like a handsome space captain choosing between, choosing between alien babes yeah. and like human babes <laughs> and he's like totally as you said later completes like both social <laughs> interactions you know <laughs> like when you romance Tali and also fucking yeah. um, Miranda Lawson anyway <laughs> uh, (laughs) we've got 40 minutes left at this point I've noted down where can this movie possibly go from here 40 minutes left at this point
0: point. we've got 40 minutes left but we're going to
2: move through it quickly because We've got 40 minutes left, and I've got, like, a page and a half of notes. So so seeing uh, the love triangle being back open, uh, it seems like Ari's like, well, fuck this, and just kind of bails and goes to uh, General Thade's camp and just kind of presents herself to him. Very quickly. Being like, yo, I'm, I'm back. Yeah, she's like, hey, I'm
1: willing to be back on Team Ape. And it's not clear whether she's there to, like, plead for mercy for the humans, or if she's there, like, making a play, or if she's just a scorned lover. And guess what? We don't actually find out.
0: Like it's because never
2: actually explained why she went there, and because like Thade just flips out and brands her, Graham. and then and then she's somehow back at the camp, back at the human camp. She literally yeah.
0: teleported to Thade, yeah. teleports back again, and exactly like I wrote down, this is surely a play. Like he's playing <laughs> yes, a dude. she's playing the zoo. Like yeah. this is obvious, and I was like,
2: oh, there's no answer. I mean, just no, just another plot twist. At this point, like at this point, I'd gone to like grab some burgers, essentially, and I, I, I was like. Like literally, as I was was grabbing like the order from the Uber Eats delivery driver, like I was like, "Uh, you know what, just keep rolling, like it's fine. I came back in and I was like what happened? And you're like, I don't know. Like, like she just teleported there and teleported back. I wrote
0: down, the best part of this movie was when we got Uber Eats. Yeah, I was going to
2: say, <laughs> it,
1: it is important to note for anyone listening, this is the point where the Uber Eats arrive, And, it's and so... this is like, momentous. <laughs> if, the, if the notes go off the rails after this point, it's because we're all like, slamming burgers, like, trying to stay focused on this movie. <laughs> She makes, like, an actual ape submission gesture, which, like, we've seen kind of, like, a little bit before. Mm. Like, Faye goes to see his father, where she, like, crouches down and puts her arm out in front of herself, which is, like, a thing monkeys do when they're trying to, like, you know, submit to the dominant ape. And then he just, like, fucking flips out and just loses his his cool in a major way. But, yeah, as you say, she escapes somehow. I guess he lets her go. So, at this point, like, I'm so invested in, like, Ari being a good character because Mm. I'm basically, like... She's the most interesting character we've had so far. She's got an interesting perspective. She's got an interesting life. She's got interesting sexual persuasions. There's something cool <laughs> here about this character. I really want her to do something that matters so that she becomes yeah. an important yeah. character in the movie. So I'm thinking when she goes there, I'm like, oh, this is a play. She's going to try and assassinate Fade and like, sacrifice yeah. herself in enemy camp. Then when she comes back, I'm like, oh, she's going to do a double cross. Like, Fade's converted back to the monkey side and she's going to be. And here. That, both yeah. would be fun. Both options yeah, would be fun. Great.
2: Right. Both would be cool. Neither of them had. No. She no. Comes, like, yeah. takes a day trip and yeah. nobody asks where she went. Nope, and it's and, never explained and then when they when they see that she's a brand they're like, Oh cool, nice. Yeah. One of us like like, they're like when did you get branded like yeah so
1: we've spent like 20 minutes at this point like we're just gonna have to move through this quickly because there is so much saber rattling going on like the monkeys are in one camp the humans are in another camp they're gearing up for this big fight I swear we spent like 20 minutes of the last 40 minutes of the movie with just people being like "Mm, oh the war's coming Mm, uh, and there's all
2: these different meetings between the two different uh, groups Marky Mark finds out that the ship has fuel in one of its engines which is like relevant as a plot device Um, while I guess uh, I guess Dana's Brother, this is this moody teen, remakeable moody teen. That this guy just comes back in a big way. Hasn't really been in the film that much, and as the closer we get to the battle, the more he's like, "I got things to say." Exactly. He
1: really tries to impress himself on the movie towards the end here. Like, was he the kid who Limbo was trying to like kidnap? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Earlier on, right? So like, he's the little boy who they saved from Limbo. But yeah, now we're supposed to care about this little boy. He just shows up in the movie. This moody rebellious teen won't do what he's told. We have moved over a really important quote here because at this point the fight is actually about to start. Like we're getting ready. Leo's got a plan. He's like, we got to get all the humans behind the ship, uh, and they, they have to stay in sight because he's going to do something with the ship. Like you know, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. His yeah. big plan. We got all the humans behind the ship, and then fucking everyone has listened to me. And this team's like, yeah, I'm part of this. He actually says, I'm part of this. I'm not moving on from here.
0: how did they think. <laughs> That we care about this yeah, fucking like, uh, kid who we haven't seen at all. And he's like, I'm part of this. Every audience member, maybe in 2001, I don't know, was sitting there <laughs> being like, fuck this kid. Yeah, yeah of course. Fuck of care. course.
1: So, okay, we, we've skipped over the really important line that Leo uses to pump up the humans in his speech where says... <laughs> Our history is filled with men who've done amazing things.
0: (laughs) This got a raucous (laughs) laugh from all of us.
1: Specifically men. Not not people.
0: Yeah. And it didn't even- (laughs) Like tonally, it didn't even feel like mankind. It was literally like men.
1: And not the least (laughs) bit ironic. Like completely genuine. Our history is filled with men who've done amazing things. Maybe (laughs) a title pitch, maybe not really our speed, I don't know. (laughs) So the fight finally starts and this little kid falls over on his horse <laughs> nearly dies like a complete fucking idiot nothing <laughs> happens by the way like it's not yeah. as if the horse <laughs> no. was
0: shot he, no, he like like nothing happened the yeah. horse fell and trapped his leg yeah, he's Ma- like
2: ah Marky Mark goes and like sort of like helps the horse up not the yeah. kid out the horse and so like literally kind of he like, lifts fucking just, horse yeah and then the horse is, like runs off and then Marky Mark just like sprints back yeah. it makes you wonder why they needed the horses at all it makes like,
1: you wonder <laughs> why they needed anyone standing at the front Line where they were because what yeah. happens is Marky Mark now alone running from the encroaching ape army runs all the way into his ship. The apes all chase him down towards his ship. He fires up the ship's engine. Its exhaust to, like fucking slaughters a bunch of apes with the like nuclear
0: drag. Well, that's what it looks like. But
1: yeah. then. They're all okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all okay. We'll get back to that. But the more important thing is, like, why did they even need that fast? No, like, why yeah. couldn't they just wait for them to come up and then turn on the engine? Because so? they
0: would have had to attack at some point, right? They
2: could have just waited behind the ship for them to come up to it. It, anyway. is, it is worth noting, though, as, as Harry says, like, this blast doesn't actually kill the apes. No. It just kind of stuns them. Yep. Which it's enough time <laughs> for, like, the <laughs> gangland fighting of the humans to come down this with their clubs fire. and sticks, it just brutally so beating people. I
0: said at this point this is a war crime like they blow up these apes like sort of to the point of like they're really hurt and then Muggy Mug's like CHARGE! Yeah, get him! And they go and beat the shit out of these crippled and burned apes on the <laughs> ground. And it's like, you can't do that. And now I'm firmly back on the ape side it again. It seems
1: so unnecessary,
0: right? Like, it's extremely violent. It is
1: finally on for real, though, because they gets the rest of the army and they charge in, which begs the question, what was the point in that whole, like, engine It wasn't very effective. Not. Yeah, it got rid it, of the first wave. It took out the first wave of apes that came in. they gave then, them a
2: shot. You yeah. Know? Then there's the a, morale. Yeah, exactly. Then there's a war. All going on we get the Wilhelm scream from our like, Egyptologist uh, yeah. why yeah, yeah. why why is that still just, a thing
1: the sound editor was just having fun with it honestly yeah at that they point like, it was yeah, the last thanks. thing he
2: did before he quit Like he was like ah this is it a
0: Wilhelm yeah. scream and I'm done find a new editor the thing is so strange is like so many people are involved in this movie and clearly Tim Burton I think has a directorial vision being like I want to make this dark like Crazy yeah. thing, and he's like, but also Chuck a Wilhelm yeah, to our tip our hat to the yeah. theater of all. Like, why <laughs> a bunch of weird,
1: whimsical Tim Burton shit? Yeah, yeah, we need it all in the movie. So yeah, we get a lot of like little
2: like one on one fights going on. We get a great boss fight between Michael Clark Duncan and mm, I guess the house. Good the house ape like the unnamed they, house ape. They you have mean? this very, like, fair like the unnamed house ape. He's carving it up. He's rocking two blades, dude. He's awesome and just like mm. slicing he's, dudes up. He's putting in work. Yeah. And then they have like they drop their weapons. They have this like unspoken sort of silence, and then like they kind of like like charge into each other. Like they both leap in the air,
0: which the throwing didn't match. look
2: very good. No. Anyway, and they just like beat each other with fists. Yeah. And then Michael Kuo just kills
1: the other dude. For me, here, it's been a long time since we've had one. House Ape doesn't get a name does get an MVP nod, though. He's 100% agree. I 100% agree. Yeah. I 100% He's agree. Really trying. This scene, for me, has some real Lord of the Rings vibes. Like, it's got a real, like, epic battle vibe. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Was it worth the 20 minutes of Saber Rattler? No. no. Yeah, it really feels like they spent too much time building up this fight. They mm. should have just got into it. They could have got 20 minutes out of this movie, man. Imagine if this movie was an hour and 40. Oh, he and, like, everything that happened. I mean, all happened in It would have been so good.
0: And but, it's also led down by the fact that, like you have these throws and I get they, they're they very clear with the fact like ooh, apes are strong but there are these comically large throws they're absurd where one it's ape like, one ape throws a human like literally, meters literally turn it yeah, and
2: like not overarm like grabbing back to the shirt <laughs> and just going straight up yeah. You may as well fucking see the wire on the back. of the dude's shirt. Like a fucking dumbbell curl, like just
1: like straight up in the air. So, Fade and Leo are going one-on-one. They're like finally going for it, hand-to-hand. Leo's kind of getting his ass kicked. And then, oh, what is this interruption?
2: A deus ex machina. Yeah,
1: a literal deus ex machina. (laughs) Everyone's stopping because there's some awful CGI coming through the atmosphere. Oh, it's a pod landing. Could it be alpha pod? (gasps) Who could be in it? It
2: opens and there's a little astronaut in there, and then. But they keep
0: the face obscured yeah, exactly. yeah. because they're like, you, <laughs> you don't know who it is Because
2: introduce another man. Imagine if it was Marky Mark. Yeah, imagine dude. If it was more timeful and stuff like, like that. Really, really old, really yeah, like old, shrunk down, but with like a huge gun, and he just like starts capping <laughs> people. I think that's, that's a better move. How ridiculous! So <laughs> yeah,
1: he comes in with like a fucking like old school gangster Tommy gun, and he's just like,
0: <laughs> just <laughs> mowing down apes, and, and he turns the tide that of the battle. You band. dirty, <laughs> stinking apes! It's, it's and dude, oh, <laughs> oh. yeah, Chalmers yeah. Meston mowing down. John yeah, Nelson comes in with a Tommy gun. Dude. Well, that'd suit Charlton's like yeah,
1: NRA. At that views point, as well. yeah, like, current, current NRA
2: president, <laughs> Charlton This <laughs> This is like a, like a Winchester repeater, just I like the, I don't
1: think he's the current NRA president.
0: In 2001.
2: In 2001 okay, he was.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. He's dead now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I am aware of that. Okay, fair enough. He died in an ape shootout. <laughs>
3: yeah. Died
1: <laughs> 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 in a shootout with a bunch of apes. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. Anyway, so it's an ape in a spacesuit. the expressions on the faces of everyone are <laughs> reflecting the expressions of the audience because yeah. this ape is literally coming in and everyone's just like Huh? Like,
2: I'm jaws slack, agape at what's happening. It's Pericles. He's given the thumbs up to dude, your boy Marky Mark. Uh, it's and Pericles! And all the other apes are like, it's Simos. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. He's returned
1: where we always
2: thought he would return. The and they're all bowing
1: and shit. Yeah, so this stops hostilities, basically, because all the apes believe that God has returned to them.
2: Pericles. Which well,
1: seems presumptuous. Gotta to get that MVP.
2: On oh, them. dude. Yeah. Pericles returning I mean, I mean, the same I mean, day. Let's be honest. Like, start of the film, this dude was failing in simulations. He managed the landing in, in Marky Mark's own worlds, a better landing than me.
0: Yeah,
1: wow, that's true. He's learned
2: quick. Yeah, so he's come yeah. in, which is like
0: maybe, I know, think during that wormhole. As well. During that wormhole, he spent like a thousand years yeah. in some like, yeah, training facility, yeah. dude. Do you
1: think when Disney buys this franchise, they're do a Pericles <laughs> spin-off movie where it's oh, like Pericles learning to fly the ship, and he's like, "Don't tell me the
2: odds," and he's like, yeah. yeah.
1: "Finally, <laughs> asteroids I don't want to <laughs> hear it. Yeah, oh, I fucking hope they they make that movie. Dude, imagine
2: if he come down and he could just speak <laughs> like it was like a chimpanzee Oh, that would have been overdub sort of thing. He can
1: talk. He can talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah.
2: sing. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it turns into a musical. No. Like yeah. Last minutes. No, dude, he just he just lands. He's like, Leo, I just wanted to say. I love you. No, no. <laughs>
1: All right, we gotta wrap this. We're so got so close.
2: We gotta put a yeah. in on this movie. So, okay. um, Thade, having been confronted with his own god, doesn't care <laughs> and continues trying to kill Leo because he's and mad. Then, and then, when fucking Pericles or his version of his god attacks back. Fucking Fade throws him across the room, yeah. nearly like killing his own god. Yeah, exactly, dude. dude so, so, yeah,
1: he like fucking hits Pericles for six. Pericles like crawls off to die in a side chamber while Fade and Leo are going like 1v1. Basically
2: wrestling over the gun, which came yeah. down in Old Man's Pod.
1: And at this point, I've noted oh, good, the League of Nameless Sidekicks show up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Ari and Diana and who else I don't even know the rest of the yeah, they all show the on. moody team, maybe. The, yeah the yeah. people who don't have names all come in to watch this like fade leo 1v1 but not really help yeah just, they don't do anything they just, just stand, so stand by. they just stand there and watch it Tim Rothman in this scene he pulls a face here oh. that is yeah. so good he's like <laughs> like he looks like he's about to fucking take off in the yeah of the stratosphere under the sheer fuel of his own rage but then Leo puts his hand on the door control drops the bulletproof screen <laughs> just in time and locks him in the fucking yeah. cockpit that screen drops faster
3: than a bullet yeah exactly very quickly <laughs> like it's,
2: it's like, this is no way has the gun outstretched and he's like pointing at him for seconds oh like 10-15 like seconds and then Leo is able to get his hand away and close yeah. the bulletproof yeah. We didn't did
0: talk about the way Fade held that fucking gun. Oh my yeah. god! Because that was so funny, up against his neck, like, <laughs> just, yeah, just like that's what I was
1: talking about with the facial expression he makes here. He just, is like,
0: oh, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah, he's
1: almost worth an MVP nom just for that moment yeah. I yeah. Mean, but he was I so mean, insufferable I mean, for I mean that, yeah, and yeah, to
2: yeah. be honest I wrestled with this I didn't actually give him one because he was so irredeemably evil yeah. but that tide with the balcony jump almost convinced it, me it was this for moment an for MVP. Me. but maybe maybe we see
1: how the other MVPs are and if no one's good maybe we revisit but yeah. I, mean, like, yeah. I think it's yeah. it's a little
2: tough um, so, we also see Michael Clark Duncan's character roll down here yep. uh, the friend of, uh, of yeah. General Thade um, and basically Thade is like, like, busting off, like, bullets, like, trying to, like, get through this bulletproof, uh, glass.
1: They're all rebounding, they're all yeah. bouncing around the cockpit. Which you'd think he'd
2: learn. I, yeah. well, I also assumed he'd get hit by one at yeah, some no. point. The whole time I was like, that's where this film ends. Like, yeah, he gets like by the damn dirty bullet. ape not realising, like, the power of technology and, like, shit fucking killed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... And instead, it becomes like a social interaction where he just appeals to each of them in different ways. Where he goes up to like Michael Clark Duncan's character and is like, we were friends, you and I. Kill him! Kill him for all of us! And his character just screams everything I believed is a lie okay so this is crazy (laughs) everything I believed is a lie great title pitch but also this whole thing comes out of
1: nowhere because all of a sudden like the fact that Pericles has showed up the tide has turned now against the fade for some reason and they're all like on side with Mark Wahlberg they all like
0: believe him now what has Michael Clark Duncan seen to make him change that has made him completely flip on everything everything I believed is a lie no Um, not true you used to believe in like the religious text about in fact your religious
2: beliefs have been confirmed no, no, no. <laughs> absolutely like, you've, you've seen proof you've yeah. seen like indisputable proof that like Simos the, like your like ape god has returned Man. as you thought he no, would he, you know what you thought that they believe flight is impossible like all of that like it's like sacrilege to talk about because it would be impossible and then your ape it's god the happened. second coming off does that like you know what actually fucks
1: this up though fucks this all up completely when Faye goes to see his dad, he's like, there was a time when humans were the masters and apes were the slaves. That implies what that... What is Earth? That fucks with this whole That's idea true. that, like, Seamos came down and was the... Def- like, yeah, so how's it? Are- it doesn't make any sense! It has no internal
0: logical consistency! But then also, you have the moment where Marky Mark's like, yeah, apes and I, we used to work hand in hand. Like, Seamus knew that. Yeah. But then the whole, like, religious sort of text is like, Seamos rebelled... Killed all the humans. So it's just like, which one is it? What's yeah. actually happening here?
1: Anyway, let's move on quickly. Fade asks Ari for help as she's stuck in this chamber where all the bullets are bouncing around for the last minutes. This is the first point she actually gets a name they there like, Ari, help me. But she just holds up the hand that he branded. Uh, and she's like, oh, I'm with the humans now, you yeah. motherfucker. So he's in a little sassy little wave. Yeah, yeah. He just continues shooting his gun at this bulletproof screen, sending more of these laser bullets bouncing around the, cock- the cockpit. Just completely blows it the fuck up for no reason. Uh, and
0: it turns out Pericles is alive, so that's nice. Uh, but there was, hey, there was that really weird shot where the smoke cleared, because he just kept shooting yep. and flipping out. The smoke clears, and
2: Thade is just sort of sitting... Just a scared little boy. Just hiding. He's, yeah. he's a little boy. It's pretty weird. We so, we bump out. The apes and humans have found a new life together thanks to their saviour, Marky Mark. <laughs> thanks to their saviour, Marky Mark. <laughs> Exactly. Well, yeah. like, the house ape is dead. They all give a funeral for him with such
1: pleasant baritones. i got yeah. to say, they're like, mm. he was an ape to remember. Okay. Yeah, you know? Michael Clark
2: Duncan is like not taking the heat for killing this guy. No, he's, he's very much th- just kind of like... We were close, him and I. Yeah, we were friends. In the, in, yeah. in, the, in the final moments, we were close. In another
1: life. As I strangled the life, from his <laughs> as body. I killed him, yeah. as I wrung <laughs> his neck. It's a real
2: fucking yeah, Star Trek fight. Basically, our boy Marky Mark is planning on heading off in the pod using Pericles' um, as pod, saving pe- like leaving Pericles here, like going to the pod and then going back into the wormhole. Which now doesn't make sense for it to be like you go in one way, you come out, come the, out the other. The other. Like, it, he he wasn't really, like... It wasn't, like, a linear progression through. He kind of, just like, zapped around and then ended up here. like Which begs the question. It's maybe an interesting leap for him to be like, yeah, like, I'm going to go back in time rather than yep. forward in time it, again. It, it, but it anyway... It makes very little sense. Anyway. And, like, fucking... Okay,
1: so this is, like, the wrap-up of the romantic love triangle in a completely yeah. unsatisfying way. So he, he basically
2: kisses both of the ladies. He yeah. kisses Ari, he kisses Ar- 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 Ari's very much like you should stay. It would mean so much to Please everyone here. Stay it would mean so me. much to me. And yeah. then they have like this, honestly like quite like, as a kiss, you're kind of like, well, that feels like kind of earned. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. To, to her
0: saying, it would mean a lot to me, Marky Mark has a two sentence response. Which, where he's like, no, I have to go. Yeah. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, well, so sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, put yeah, yeah, his foot down. <laughs> no, it's a Colin, yeah. baby.
2: And then he heads over to Dana and they ex- barely exchange any pleasantries. And then she just like smooches him yeah. And then, yeah, and, and, well, as far as and, that's
0: consistent with the rest of the film yeah, that is, that, that's we pretty get interesting. my
2: favourite title pitch which is farewell space man <laughs> space that's pretty <laughs> great,
1: it's pretty great. We also that's that, from as, Limbo
2: as, as Paul Giamatti we also have him uh, calling over a crowd of children being like hey kids who wants to buy some aspirin how does, know what is? How does anyone know what aspirin is? Like, Why is there just,
1: aspirin now? Doesn't matter. It doesn't make any sense. So Marky Mark just immediately, like, you, you fully expect at this point in the movie that they're going to be like, no, stay, and he's going to have a change of heart and be like, alright, yeah, I'll just, stay
2: he's going to, he's going to head off, and then as he's going in the cloud, like yeah. stop, and then come back. He's and like, like, no boop, <laughs> presses a button on the ship, <laughs> and just flies all time,
1: <laughs> flies straight back into the we, EM
2: s- we storm. see like the, the internal clock on his ship, oh. like the like the the years rolling back. Why did they show us that? Because that makes the end of the
1: movie unwatchable.
0: Wait, before we get to that, (laughs) there's such a good bit when he goes into the wormhole at the start and when he comes out is this great, like, shaky camera fan. And all Mark Wahlberg does is this face where he's like... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and he just turns his head to the side and grunts and we're like oh that's space travel yeah that's I what that, that works yeah, exactly. oh, he's just a bit uncomfortable
1: because of the space travel exactly so he comes out of this fucking EM storm I guess he's gone back in time crash
2: landing back to <laughs> Dude, earth in the Washington whole, the whole he's... twist of the original franchise has been completely discarded gone. it's gone entirely he's not on earth he's, he's, he's about to crash like into the fucking like, uh, like the in... Washington the Monument the DC yeah the yeah. Washington Monument yeah, yeah. He's, he's like like coming in he's fucking torn talking to people over the radio yeah, yeah. which makes his next big nuts but he's like giving permission to land and they're like you, got, you have no permission what are you doing here and that sort of thing he fucking crash lands jumps out right memorial. near the memorial and is like oh fuck I gotta go check this out I guess of course runs up there and, walk yeah, up the and then memorial. like and you can feel it instantly like as he's walking up there and it's just like the back of Abe Lincoln's statue yeah, and, you're like, and then we get in oh, no. front of it and it's General Thade.
1: yeah it's a General Thade statue
2: and then a million police officers rock Dude, up more all police than you've ever okay. seen
1: there are a lot of things we have to address here Okay, he went back in time mm. and he went back to Earth. Mm. So was his ship's wrong? Was,
0: was he on Earth in the first place? Was it Earth
1: that he was on originally? Did he jump to a
2: parallel universe? Did Fade come with him? Back in time. How is Fade there?
0: None of it makes any sense at all. When he Skypes his diverse friends, yeah. like at the start of the movie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they were like, that that great line like, it's been two years, like so like yeah, yeah. beautifully contextual. What does that mean? It's been two years since what, and has he gone back to that time? So, in two years, have the human race fallen to the apes? It makes absolutely no sense in terms of internal
1: logic consistency. The other thing that's fucked up: these cops, the motorbikes they're on, say like. DCMP like District of Columbia Military Police so in this now apes they're all apes so now in this ape world that General Thade has created as the new President Lincoln they all fucking are still calling it District of Columbia and another thing the cars they're driving are fucking Ford Motor Company real human Ford Motor Company anyway god damn it. And so this...
0: there's this whole difference between like the difference <sighs> between ape and man like miles apart what are they actually different and now like, they're just
2: ape men like, they're literally just like yeah, they... they look like apes and that's it the like, whole
0: end of this movie just
1: I think we're
2: done here. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's... Credits.
1: So, thank you for listening to uh, Still Interested, as always. I'm Ben McAllister. You can check me out on Twitter at MrBTMcAllister or get on our podcast at Curio Show. We know it sounds like Sicario.
2: Don't yell at us about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm user at Jackson underscore. You sit on Twitter and Ben said the Sicario thing, so, you know, it's all it's all there. Yeah. Um, Harry, you, you're on Twitter, aren't you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh... You can follow me if you like. I don't really post
0: anything of yeah, note not at all. Really? No, no, no. Right. It's just like yelling into the void. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, at Harry Goodlund. That's yeah. my Twitter. Do you have anything else you want to plug, Harry, real quick? <sighs> American Vandal. <laughs> that, really
2: nice. yeah, that was, that was pretty good actually I, so, I, I, I'm not involved
0: in it but I thought it was surprisingly good yeah, 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 right. so, so, too, so, yeah. so
1: look up Jackson and I uh, check out Curio <laughs> Network and go look at American Vandal yeah uh, uh, they <laughs> need all the money they can get I think <laughs> they're really struggling
2: Netflix is really struggling yeah. 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 Go, go support Netflix please yeah. go yeah. watch Bright as well yeah yeah oh, go watch Bright <laughs> can we
0: have a special episode dedicated to Bright <laughs> I haven't watched it but I desperately want to yeah I mean <laughs> Glow Arrested Development lots of good content for on Netflix yeah so enjoy this episode is sponsored by Squarespace and Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Shall we talk about MVPs? I'd love yeah. to, dude. All right, I'm just going to list mine. You guys can list your, whichever ones you got, and we'll go from there. So the first person I've got is the guy from the video postcard that yes, Leo gets. the apartment. The guy and who's like, no, don't come back too soon. When you yeah. can make that kind of commitment. Just the really sassy dude who yeah. just completely nails it. The next person that I've got the greaser monkeys, the oh, fucking yeah. greaser I and the greaser monkeys. monkeys. That's pretty good. Those monkeys looked really good. We've got okay. The um, Chris christopherson cut rate, fucking Kurt Russell, who tries to save his daughter by like using a fucking big torch and gets slain. That's pretty good. Posthumous MVP.
2: I think around there, I sort of had Ari as like the one redeemable uh, ape as like as as a yeah. possibility. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Ari as well. Yeah. I was
1: trying to give our own MVP in the whole the way throughout. Yeah. But I did not
2: find anything that made me actually want For to. For me it was that like I was remotely interested in her as a character. You know that's I That's mean? true. Like, true. Like, it was less a moment-based sort of thing and more like, you know, there's some interesting ideas there, and you know, like she said mean, mostly successfully seduces a man away from uh, a woman from his own species. <laughs> that's species. pretty yeah. successful actually. Yeah. That's, 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 that's hard to do. Side. Yeah. So next I've got Fade's
1: dad, oh, um, who yes. dies in bed. Yeah, You're yeah, like, Damn the morning! Oh, to be. that's going to be a, a pretty hard one then we've got, okay, the house ape who dies, who doesn't get a name all movie oh. the guy who puts in work in the final battle and then dies in the, the climactic fight
2: and Pericles is the last one that oh. I think I have oh, and, then, and then maybe Thade, Tim Roth yeah. for that final scene Thade doesn't get it for me for me, I'm, I'm tossing up between Pericles and Thade's dad they're, okay. they're my two that okay. I really
1: want to let me give you something that might tip you over the edge here we're dipping into a little bit of trivia here. But Thade's dad is actually Dr. Zeus in this movie. And wait, wait, wait. wait and wait. he's played by uncredited Charlton Heston. This is something I found out You're digging into a little bit. That is Charlton
0: Heston playing Zaius, Thade's father. Returning Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. So Zaius as in the character from the original? Uh-huh. Like, is it... A- oh no, it, it's. I
1: guess it's not clear, right? Because it'd be like... It'd be weird if it was the same character. But it, Play- is, it is... The character is called Zaius and it is played by Charlton Heston, although he is uncredited, which makes him saying, damn them all to hell, that much better. No, MVP. It's, it has it's to be, MVP, right? like It's that's just the, gotta be. Yeah. Just that was be. Charlton Heston. That was Charlton motherfucking Heston.
2: See, they could get him in for that. Why couldn't they get him in as like the most like alpha pod? Like, why, could, well, dude, why just couldn't just be him popping down with a fucking rifle as Mark Wahlberg's character? Yeah. Just, and, wait, no, just, damn, crazy. I'm yeah. so
0: surprised. Charlton Heston said that line then about like humans' cruelty knows no bounds when holding a gun because <laughs> yeah. that dude loves guns more <laughs> than anybody. I'm sure Charlton Heston was like, "Wow, dude, that, that is a great point. Take crazy. that shit out." Like, yeah,
1: Jesus. Let's dip into some of this trivia, shall we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan sprained his ankle during filming and was forced to go to hospital in his full gorilla makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so this gorilla man just shows up at the hospital like,
0: I've sprained my ankle. Who <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. Stars the Green Mile. Yeah. <laughs> and an upcoming feature. Yeah. Planet of the Apes starring
1: Marky Mark. Oh my god, this is f- fucked. In order to star in the film... Tim Roth declined the role of Severus Snape in Harry
3: Potter and a sorcerer's stone.
0: Oh, Tim.
3: Tim, <laughs> if only <either> you
1: knew <laughs> <laughs> To do that. <laughs> to be in this movie. Helena Carter, who plays Ari in the film, would go on to play Bellatrix the Stranger. Of course. Yeah, she, she did it just fine. <laughs> Jesus. Mark Wahlberg joined the film after meeting with Tim Burton for only five minutes. He was so anxious to work with Burton that he agreed to
2: play any part.
1: Mark Wahlberg dropped out of Ocean's Eleven to do
2: this! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was he like playing like Matt Damon's character? He was playing Linus. Yeah, Matt Damon's Linus Yeah, 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 yeah. Another, yeah, Another Boston boy. Like, oh they're just God, interchangeable. Dude. Like, hey, we, so... We need a young guy from this Boston. This movie
0: poached people from Harry Potter and Ocean's Eleven. What did... Mark Wahlberg, like, it can't be understood. What did he see what from the Tim Burton fuck that, fuck that he was, was like, I need to be in this No, no, film. what did Tim Burton see from him? Yeah. That Mark Wahlberg was like, I'll play any part. And Tim Burton was like, cool, you have know. the lead. <laughs> the female chimpanzees were not going to have eyebrows, but they were added after
1: the first results were deemed too unsettling. <laughs> oh, no. That's
0: you know what, weird. that actually was <laughs> the biggest problem with that film, so yeah. I'm glad I yeah. rectified that.
1: It was after this movie wrapped that Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter became romantically involved wow. instead of moving in with her and uh, the rest of it doesn't matter. The point is, the bestiality vibe of eight-man relationships was in this movie and that's what made Tim Burton love Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, wow.
0: Is something you do something you reckon he like,
2: kept the costume? Oh, oh. <laughs> That oh. ape dance scene, that, yeah. the sex scene, that's... Now, now Helena, you, you get up there and show what I mean. Oh my God. Tim Burton claimed the ending was not supposed to make any sense, but it
1: was more of a cliffhanger to be explained in a possible sequel. It was a reasonable cliffhanger that could be used in case 20th Century Fox or another filmmaker wanted to do another movie, he explained. So he literally just made a senseless end to a movie in case someone wanted to
0: make a sequel. Who wrote the script? I don't know. Hang on. Because... That's not his call, to be like, that's the ending. Like, that's the script. I mean,
2: like, a lot of directors do that. Yeah, like, I
0: know, but, but surely, he if, it, if it like, yeah. what did he get handed? Screenplay by case.
1: William Broyles, Lawrence Connor, and Mark Rosenthal.
2: Wow. Uh, he really just really going to, like, I love it. I love this. Okay.
1: During the film's early development, Harrison Ford, Kevin Costner, and Patrick Swayze were considered to play the lead role. Imagine this movie with any of those three. So much better. Just infinitely
0: better. Sure. Just better in every yeah. way. I wonder why
2: they went someone so young. Like it's because it doesn't really like there's something about like the older grizzly. I guess it is very similar though to like the original, but like it's a different vibe. But there was like,
0: nothing anchoring that story to Mark Wahlberg Yeah. Like there was no part of that. Like a grizzly old guy might have been way more interesting. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez was considered to direct in order to bring the budget down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's, a, he's a poor man's Tim Burton oh my god take
1: that
0: Robert Rodriguez
1: Deep Roy who played Gorilla Kid slash Thade's niece previously played Nathan Greystoke doesn't matter Deep Roy's the guy from yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory the Tim
2: Burton remake he the, who played all the
1: Columbus this is where that's him become. shit we've done two Tim Burton movies dude in yeah. seven franchises we've done two Tim Burton movies
2: man we've really well, I, chose, I take it all back
1: Mark Wahlberg knew what he was talking about Jesus imagine Mark Wahlberg as Willy Wonka yeah okay hey
2: the <laughs> This hey, come out on some of my chocolate. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. This, this, this <laughs> this. <laughs> fucking asshole. Hey, why do you come down to Salvi? I'll show you what real chocolate's made of. You piece of shit.
0: Yeah, you stupid cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we're gonna
1: put in our first ever bleep over there. That. So end- bleep, that'll be so. <laughs> good. You stupid cunt. Tim Roth asked Tim Burton if he could rewrite some scenes to give his character a more frightening presence. Burton agreed and encouraged the idea. So oh. you gotta wonder all this. Oh, when he's flipping around, wrong. dude. You joked about this. It's true, He loves flipping. Oh my <laughs> God. Give me God. more flips, dude. All right. Tim Burton said that he would rather jump out of a window than direct a sequel to this. <laughs> <laughs> Still Interested is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Yusid. We are produced by me, Grace Chappell. Editing by Jackson Yusid. Theme music is Anitra's Dance composed by Edward Grieg. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Curio Network and at SICurioShow. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.
3: We'll see you in two weeks.